In the centuries of silence leading up to the incarnation of Christ, the people of God were crushed under a growing Roman Empire. The rabbis grew weary, the Pharisees and Sadducees had corrupted the temple and used their religious authority for political gain, and the Jewish people were waiting for a Messiah who would come in power and might, crushing Caesar under his foot. Yet our Messiah King did not come on a cloud with lightning bolts in hand. Instead, our God came to us in the margins of the margins, in a spare room filled with livestock in the small town of Bethlehem, the place of bread. And he was born to a young virgin who, in faithfulness, said, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then as a young child, Jesus became a refugee as his small family fled the mass infanticide of a mad Caesar. Our Lord was not raised in a place of power and wealth, but rather a land foreign to his own, far from his tribe and tongue. This Advent season, I think, many can relate to the messiness of the Incarnation far more than the holly-jolly season of Christmas carols and snowmen. The long, dark nights of freezing winter feel far from the picturesque, silent night of our Christmas hymns. It was, of course, our refugee king who sought out those whom his community overlooked. Jesus did not move from the margins to a seat of religious or imperial power. Instead, Jesus remained in the margins, ministering to those whom his own community overlooked. Rather than seeking his own safety and comfort, Jesus was driven by a self-sacrificing empathy. He went to the lame and asked them to walk, and to the blind, and he placed his hands over their eyes, to the corrupt, and he offered them grace, and to the woman, gathering water in the heat of the afternoon, he gave her a taste of living water. To the fishermen at the Sea of Galilee, he called them to be fishers of men. This December, I've spent a lot of time, a lot of my devotional time, reading the Gospels and the Acts of the Apostles. And this narrative of Jesus' life in the early church reveals the messy reality of a diverse people coming together. People who would otherwise stay as far away from each other as possible. In the book of Acts, we read these episodes of a spirit-led Paul journeying to foreign lands to proclaim the gospel of Christ. We see Jew and Gentile, slave and free, rich and poor, all coming together under the lordship of Christ, as the leaders of the church questioned how we might all worship together. We see a young church striving to emulate Christ's self-sacrificing empathy, and yet struggling to overcome their own biases and cultural rivalries. The beauty of this narrative is that the early church does come together in worship, even across their many differences of language and culture and norms and needs. It is a far from perfect community, but we find Roman centurions and Jewish Pharisees and healed beggars all joined together in the worship of God to follow a refugee king. Not only is this early church able to practice this work of Christ-like empathy within their community, but they are also then able to go out and serve the community around them. This is exactly what Paul asks of the church throughout his epistles. The dividing wall, that is, hostility, has been torn down by Jesus Christ, Paul says in Ephesians. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ, who made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, we see in Philippians. So then, 
just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith that you were taught and overflowing with, thank with thankfulness, Paul writes in Colossians. These realities of belonging together are rooted in the Incarnation. We practice empathy and compassion because this is what Jesus did. This year, many churches and family gatherings look much like the early church. Sanctuaries are filled with believers struggling to love one another. The dividing walls of culture and privilege and status and tribe are clearly evident. And yet we worship and we pray together as the body of Christ, united in our refugee king, and extend our compassion outwards towards the people in our neighborhoods and community that we share. This Advent, may we be encouraged by the example of the early church. May we come together in humility, slow to speak and quick to listen. Like those first Christians, may we come under the Lordship of Christ, setting aside those beliefs that dehumanize and discriminate against our siblings, yet embrace those traditions and languages that are given to us by our Creator. May we remember that diversity and difference have been divinely created by God. When the people of God sought to build a tower of one language and common speech, God scattered his people across the earth. Yet when these diverse people come together in Acts, the Spirit of God offers a moment of clarity, where the confusion of language was lifted, and the church was offered a temporary glimpse of our heavenly reality. This is the power of coming together in worship of a refugee king who intimately knows the struggles and confusions of our world. Our God who lived in the messiness of difference and finding unity in diversity. Yet in the person of Jesus Christ, the centurion and the beggar come together in care not only for one another, but in compassion towards those around them. May we seek to do the same this Advent season.